Hello, 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 my listeners. I am so excited today. We have another outstanding, fabulous, and beautiful guest with us who is in the HR function. Tithi Paul has been in HR for a long time and she's worked for Aspire as their um, chief HR person. And I have to tell you, I am so thrilled because this is a company that for 10 years, 10 years, talk about sustainability, has been deemed a great place to work. They have been on the fast track of growth. Tithi and her team have been instrumental in making sure that the executives and the leadership and all employees understand what their jobs are, what the focus is, who the customer is, and how to engage, work together in a collaborative way, both in the same place and virtually. So with that, hello, Tithi, how are you? Hi, Denise. I'm doing good. What about you? I'm doing well. We are coming to the end of the uh, pandemic. And uh, as we look out, we're starting to hear the governor say it's time to open up. And uh, as a HR, head of HR, talk to us a little bit about what are you thinking about? How are you going to leverage what you guys already have in place? And what do you think you're going to face? I think, uh, yeah, it's uh, good that uh, things are getting back to normal, of course. Uh, But I think uh, uh, with the current pandemic and uh, the kind of trials we have faced in the past month, I mean, some countries more than a month, I think we have all uh, emerged to be warriors and superheroes trying to save the world by staying at home. Um, Having said that, uh, of course, uh, we are all optimistic and uh, uh, support, I mean, we are expecting the pandemic and uh, the global crisis uh, and the challenge to phase out soon. Going forward, we are looking, of course, uh, to open up uh, offices and to start the business as usual. But having said that, I, I think that working from home would actually become a new normal. Mm-hmm. Because there, uh, there could be, I mean, there would be some amount of inhibitions about getting back to a normalcy so soon also. Because, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, there is no uh, recovery yet in terms of uh, for the virus uh, yet. So, um, uh, though, of course, uh, there has been a lot of measures which have or safety precautions which have been taken by the government, by the state, by the local bodies, uh, you know, healthcare industry, and they've done a phenomenal job at that. Uh, and of course, our uh, superheroes, uh, the uh, uh, you know individuals uh, at large, I mean, who've stayed at home uh, and uh, combated it in their yeah. own way. So, but I think that would continue for some time and uh, it should be allowed to continue for people who uh, don't want to uh, risk it, particularly the senior members or, uh, you know, the elderly staff uh, who come to office and uh, a variety of jobs. Uh, I think that's what we as a company would be ensuring that uh, we don't open up uh, offices all at once or we don't uh, start asking people to come to office uh, all at the same time. We'll see mm-hmm. how it goes. We'll probably be phasing out. Uh, we've got a very good uh, BCP in place. Our infrastructure and facilities team have uh, done a phenomenal, excellent job in ensuring that uh, the business continuity is uh, uh, you know, uh, very uh, functioning very efficiently. 
uh, working remotely across uh, all nine countries that we operate from. And, and what countries do you operate in? Uh, we are primarily in U.S., uh, Mexico and North America, then okay. in India, uh, uh, Singapore, which is our headquarters also, the Middle East and Dubai, uh, UK, Belgium, Netherlands, Poland. Okay. All right. So you've got it. You, you really do have a global presence. Yeah. And uh, that's what the decision or we were all discussing about the same thing that, uh, yes, I mean, there would be some kind of uh, innovations about getting to work at the same time and all. And we'll, we'll ensure that people, uh, we don't uh, damage that uh, emotional or, uh, uh, you know, a mental peace at this point of time by enforcing something like that. Uh, and uh, we'll ease it out. Uh, we, we ourselves will see how and when uh, we can uh, work in a phased out manner uh, to start working. And I think we are quite uh, competent now uh, uh, with the experience of working from home. Uh, so uh, we'll see, I mean, how we can continue working from home for as much as possible. And then uh, 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 to the employee's uh, discretion to start working from offices as and when. I think your idea of allowing employer employees to take a bigger lead um, is a unique position because I don't think um, tech may be a little bit different than other uh, places, but this idea of being ready and allowing them to do that, uh, to take the lead and have a little bit more control or say in where they work, um, it must mean that, you know, as part of culture, that people are judged more on what they produce versus being able to see them do the work itself. How did you put that in place? Or how did the company executives start thinking about, because that had to be in place before now. And so you're just uh, leveraging exactly. it going forward. Right, you're right, Denise. Actually, uh, we always had a very uh, flexible work culture and we allowed uh, uh, flexible working hours and working from home options to employees who had to take care of some uh, personal things at uh, any point of time, caring for elderly parents or having a child at home who doesn't mm -hmm. have. So uh, we've, we've allowed such uh, flexibility at uh, different uh, times. I mean, uh, though it has never been a norm, I mean, it's always on a, a need basis. Uh, and uh, uh, I think uh, now it's become a standard for, for the past 45 days now, uh, I think uh, overall that we have been working remotely. So uh, even though we've had that in place, it, it's primarily because we trust our employees and uh, we, uh, we've, we've never had issues in, it, it's a two-way street, right? I mean, trust is a two-way street. I mean, we trust them, they trust us. So they understand what, what uh, the need of the R is uh, from the productivity perspective or from the engagement perspective or from the client perspective uh, as such, the deliverables. Uh, so they've ensured that they've never given us reasons to complain. So uh, we've never been very, very particular in terms of enforcing that they should be, uh, you know, uh, not allowed or should be available at office. Uh, as long as they are available and completing their task, I mean, that that's what... Uh, uh, that's what we are working towards, right? I mean, we're working towards productivity, profitability, and each of us. So as long as that is met, uh, we've, uh, we've kind of been uh, flexible in that aspect. I mean, one of our uh, key uh, uh, mission statement is anyway, uh, attention to our employees. I mean, out of the three uh, 
uh, things that we do. I mean, attention to customers, attention to employees, and attention to the society at large. So this is one of the things that uh, we've we've always ensured that uh, you know we build on the uh, on trust with the employees. We care for our employees, and we've always got it in return. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. so you know, it's great that you've got the culture already there. When you're looking for other executives to bring in, I can imagine that for some people, that's a pretty big shock (laughs) that you actually trust your employees to get the work done and manage through the results that they achieve. How, how do you, how do you, how do you, I don't want to say, how do you hire them? Because everybody's got a similar hiring process, but once they come on board, what are some of the conversations that you have with them about, you know, managing other employees and keep, you know, keeping the productivity and um, balance between customers, uh, employees and profitability? See, I mean, we have in the, from the delivery perspective, we uh, obviously have a recorded uh, timesheet mechanism and all which ensures that tasks and responsibilities are covered the, and it, it is more of the manager's uh, purview to look into that and ensure that in case there are laggards, they are pulled up into the mechanism where we provided improvement plans and all that. While that is in place, for the new hires uh, or people who, who come in new into uh, Aspire, uh, they go through a, a very strong orientation uh, process where uh, we uh, run them through all the processes, be it HR, finance, uh, training, uh, then uh, different kinds of coaching. I mean, in terms of the entire business in services of uh, Aspire. So by the time they uh, go through all, I mean, it, it probably lasts for about seven to ten days. So okay. uh, sometimes, sometimes longer. So by the time they finish uh, uh, all, uh, going through all the uh, processes, the practices, the uh, the culture, and uh, the culture is. Uh, uh, not really drilled into uh, anybody. It's more of something uh, that each and every leader follows it. So when you look up uh, or when you see the actions uh, in uh, in your day-to-day, uh, in their day-to-day life, you tend to uh, imbibe it because uh, it's not that the leaders are talking one language and uh, are expecting the employees to uh, you know, <laughs> in a particular way. So, I mean, when the leaders are very aligned, the management team and the leadership is uh, very aligned to uh, the belief uh, of the organization. And uh, that's what uh, trickles down to the rest of the teams also. So any new, uh, uh, any new person who comes in also sees that. I mean, they, they understand that from uh, right from the start. In fact, uh, just last week, I interviewed one uh, person and uh, this uh, I, the feedback that I got I, it's in line with what you just spoke so he had met uh, three different people uh, from our organization uh, three leaders uh, I was the last one to speak to him and uh, fortunately or unfortunately neither of us connected with the other to collect the feedback uh, mm-hmm. of the individual so we all spoke to him uh, independently and we none of us knew what the other person had uh, actually uh, spoken and this uh, person, he comes back and he actually tells me that, you know, I've spoken to three different people and all three have spoken the same language. Uh-huh. Have, uh, that is the test. Yeah. That is the test. That's the only way you know how to measure. Yeah. So, uh, and it, as an HR, it made me uh, very happy to, uh, to hear something like that from an external person. 
uh, that okay so somewhere it gives you a kind of certification that okay you're going the right path you're doing the right thing and you're actually aligned to what the organization believes in and what we are uh, we are not just preaching something and then going ahead and uh, doing something else we are uh, so so that i think that's what is visible in our culture so it's something that uh, all the leaders follow and it trickles down to the uh, to each and every individual so any person who's coming from outside they see that so uh, they genuinely see that uh, care the trust and uh, the openness or and honesty uh, in in what we are trying to do uh, yeah. i i think that's just wonderful and i think you're right the only way you really know things are happening how to, you know i get one of the presentations i do is called uh, measure what matters and it's really challenging hr people to not measure everything but understand what really matters and those things that will give you indicators that your um, employees and your leaders are actually doing things that are aligned with how you say you want your culture to be and what your values and vision is so you know it's like you know any other customer perspective we want our customers outside who are paying money to speak well of who we are and through their comments that experience is going to let us know how well we did to live up to the role modeling that we said or to promise of course that we put out there um so that speaks volumes there yeah. as you see going forward and you know you you talk to other hr people and you have from time to time probably hired some HR people. What do you look for in a good HR person? Somebody who is beyond the compliance and the technical stuff, because the technical stuff is a small part of running a business. It's really about how the HR group. I would say the only way to uh, hire, uh, uh, we have hired HR is, I mean, we've gone by our gut actually at the end of it. But uh, i think uh, yes beyond degrees and beyond skills and mm -hmm. compliance and uh, beyond everything it's 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 the feel or the uh, or the people connect i mean hr is about people hr is not about process that is so true hr is not about the process process is a part of being an hr but does not define an hr i mean that's how I would put it. So how the, uh, I think we look at the ability to connect with from, you know, of that individual. I mean, how they are connecting with us. I mean, uh, we are the first uh, uh, people that they are connecting with in the organization and how well are they able to connect with us on a personal level, leave, leaving aside the interview or the table and chair, uh, the table in between. Um, how down to earth can that person be? Uh, mm -hmm or the humility that they have, because that's what will uh, enable you to understand the need of another person or another individual in the organization. Because when uh, here um, we actually look at employees as each and every individual and we connect with them on an individual basis, not as a team or as a group basis. So we have those kind of forums where we are able to uh, relate to each and every employee and I know the names of all the people who are below me and same goes with all the HRs. So uh, that's what we look at, that what is the ability of the person whom we are hiring to connect to a person on a person to person basis. That's, yeah. that's the key factor uh, there. So the other things, everything falls into place then. And, and, uh, 
uh, i think that's the first thing that we look at and of course the integrity uh, that cannot be compromised that uh, yeah 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 integrity is important and, and it's the do what you say you're going to do right exactly yeah. and uh, of co- and then there are smaller things in terms of uh, how uh, the potential of uh, the uh, the candidate to align with our uh, uh, with the organization objectives Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know our hr principles i mean that those are the softer things that uh, we definitely look at uh, always of course they are how do you how does the business when you're in those um, executive meetings you know a lot of hr people are always saying uh, yeah. i wish i had a seat at the table uh, kind of comment how do you know that they are taking if you were you know to take a vacation how do you know that they are looking at the numbers in the right way they're looking at how performance is showing up they're really thinking about how to align the talent to the future needs of the organization um and then what's hr's role in trying to help them think through those kinds of questions so uh, first of all um, we don't have uh, meetings or uh, you know the board meetings uh, uh, in silos it's a company meeting that happens annually and uh, uh, numbers are shown to us so uh, so there are groups which work towards those numbers or uh, to derive those numbers and it's it's uh, quite a open uh, book uh, uh, so to speak in terms of uh, what path we are uh, heading towards what are our objectives what are our goals and there is a clear indication there is a clear demarcation on uh, and communication uh, to uh, you know uh, each and every uh, department or business unit from the management on how we are uh, how we are aligning towards uh, those objectives from time to time so it it's not something that happens once you know somewhere in one uh, building in one corner or it, it sounds it, like it's also something that doesn't happen like once a year yes so it's, so it, it's it, an it, ongoing it's, interactive it's an on, exactly so and we uh, connect for, on a very uh, frequent basis at least uh, you know uh, the key people who are required for a particular discussion they are they are connected then the information is trickled down to the rest of the teams and so it's it's quite open so it doesn't come as surprises you know a sudden number doesn't just pop up out of nowhere and it's not that expectation is supposed to be met there so it's more of an ongoing discussion that uh, is happening and uh, the uh, and it's and the numbers or uh, you know the kras or requires an obje- any goal or objective is uh, actually discussed and quite uh, more of a mutual agreement that we arrive at before uh, before reaching a particular target or an so that that's how it works at aspire so i wouldn't say that that it's anything that i know of course i mean uh, trust is always there we trust all the people who are around to make the right decisions and uh, i think uh, that's what has happened all the time but uh, it's it's not something that is uh, that happens uh, in silo somewhere and nobody is aware of it and it it is not that kind of a business model so it sounds like you guys have a really open transparent kind of culture yes, yes of course and in fact uh, we had a week long uh, annual planning meeting which actually just ended last week and that's why it uh, delayed my conversation with you uh, that, uh, so it, it was something uh, the annual planning meeting is every year where uh, we actually announce the entire the, uh, you know we actually lay down everything that has happened in the course of the year 
the past year and to the entire company it's not just to one set of people and right. then we are headed uh, towards so it's a formal meeting that happens over a course of the week every year and there are small uh, meetings which happen every quarter and six months in smaller groups and uh, you know teams to ensure so let's talk a little bit about you <laughs> okay um Tell me about your background. How did you, you know, not like I said, most HR people have a very strong compliance technical background on it, and they tend to, to leverage that as kind of that's what they lead with. Um, but clearly, your vision, your ability to help people remember that trust and transparency and openness and that we're talking to people and that you know people have emotions and they have a range of things but the goal is just to balance profits and managing people so that we deliver the kind of customer service that's going to make everybody happy whether you're a stakeholder or executive or whomever tell me how you move from one to the other and got so smart <laughs> <laughs> well uh, i don't know about that uh i actually did not start my career in hr to be honest i mean i actually studied it to become an it professional i had started my career in software and that's where actually i that's when i realized you know, i mean when you're growing up you have so many dreams right you want to become a doctor and you want to become a pilot and then you want to become something else and you know an architect or a painter and author after all that when you actually become down to the seriousness of it and all and i actually pursued a master's degree to start uh, to work in software because it was that that kind of was exciting for me uh, at that point of time i i would code and i had uh, you know i i i thought it was interesting and but when i got into uh, a job and i started working actually in real time I realized my heart was not in uh, it. I mean, it may sound very cliché. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually realized that I think I should be amongst people and the more of uh, you know uh, managing uh, teams or being uh, more on the human side of it. I mean, and this is not something that is my calling actually. And of course, at that point of time, I thought it was too late for a career move because I've already already invested a big part of my time and effort in a qualification and then a job, and that's when you're trying to settle down. But I thought I should take that risk because it was not really uh, I was not I was not happy uh, with it. I was still doing my work, but I was not really happy. So um, I uh, actually quit, and uh, I just jo- I took up a job as a recruiter at that time. And because I did not, I was not qualified, or I did not have the educational background. I also enrolled in uh, short courses, I mean, short-term courses, to understand whether that is what I want to do actually. Because I didn't want to take another uh, big step, and then again realize that's not what I wanted. And then I actually started studying, and then I started. uh talking to candidates and i i realized that that's what uh, you know uh, it, that's what it is i mean and because of my uh, educational background in it i was able to talk the it language with candidates so which which uh, uh, or talk about the company that i was hiring for and you know it it made me connect better with them and uh, that's how it started i mean i took small steps i took big risks uh then i uh, went on to do my masters got a formal hr degree and then a fire happened so 
I again I started with recruitment and then uh, slowly and steadily we learned the uh, techniques of HR real time you know small things at a time and uh, when when I joined actually we were a much smaller team okay. uh, so the challenges of a smaller team are much different than a bigger team. Uh, conflicts uh, I mean uh, because uh, when when the teams are larger I think the conflicts are lesser. <laughs> I think in smaller teams. Because everything is visible to everybody, so it's more oh, of yeah. you know that the oh yeah, <laughs> when it's small, you can't hide, can you? Yeah, so so you know the I I always call it I call it like you know the the childhood jealousies, uh, the sibling jealousies, you know that okay my brother's getting this, I'm not getting this, uh, yes. you know why not me? So it's always that kind of a conflict which happens in a some uh, smaller teams, which which need to be so th- those kind of things. Those those were my big problems at that okay. time, yeah. and uh, and then slowly and suddenly we started growing and we uh, expanded. We uh, were moving. Uh, we opened up in different countries, and uh, then the challenges became different. The learning potential also became different. So uh, the growth. Uh, there were there were times when we we didn't actually know. I mean, there was a core team which was uh, sorry, all of us were assigned to an activity, um, and uh, none of us had a clue of how to uh, what to do. So we were actually doing research. We were studying at night, implementing it in the morning. So it was like that, you know. We were up all night, uh, reading up, uh, talking to people, talking to industry experts, and. Uh, then trying to fix those uh, exciting <laughs> young days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Steve Jobs and his team, Wozniak and uh, Sanders and some of the others, right? <laughs> yeah, a lot of times, you know, you have compliance issues which you have no idea about. And, right. Uh, uh, that you suddenly don't know. Oh, okay. They're like, okay, this is a law. Oh, I didn't yeah. know. That. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so it really was just kind of you had the business background and then yeah. just layered on top of that the HR background. Exactly. So th- that's how I actually uh, grew. And of course, uh, I had a lot of help from my mentor and from and my boss. Uh, he uh, he has been with me at each and every step of the way. And that's one thing that I've actually learned from him. I mean, he always says, you know, the success is always yours, but when you fail, I will be in front of you. Mm. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And that's something I I, uh, remember to date. And I, then now today when I have the team, I'm equally protective and he's been protective about me. So, and I, I, you know, do that. uh, I try to ensure that I'm doing that for my team as well. Right. Right. And I think, um, you know, we, we, when you read the books and and uh, the popular press and what they always mm-hmm. say, you know that leaderships and leaders inspire, leaders lead, leaders tell, etc. Mm-hmm. But I think when we peel it back, I think the best leaders that we all have are those leaders who in, you know um, engender trust, inspire mm-hmm. us to take risk, guide gently, okay. mm-hmm. um, and help us learn from our failures. Oh, yeah. And and the struggle to learn, the struggle to become really good um, at what we're doing, and those are the people who are probably the best leaders that we'll ever have. They're far and few between because the pressures of profitability gets in the way. But that's a wonderful story. Yeah. So, what's ahead of this uh, for you? What's new? 
Uh, what's new is uh, just to continue working the way we have, uh, figuring out new ways and <clears throat> new methods of uh, being in the uh, 21st century now with the uh, pandemic. I mean, I, I, I'm sure that uh, uh, life is uh, never going to be the same again. It's going mm-hmm. to be pre and post COVID. You know, that's, that's how uh, life is going to probably be. So have things in place to ensure that, uh, you know, we, we can continue and uh, grow, learn, grow together. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the interest of the organization and the employees in place. Uh, that's, okay. that's, what, uh, that's what is uh, going to continue, I think. Uh, we, all from our end, all we can do today is uh, continue uh, our efforts, put in as much of uh, hard work that we can and keep your keep your head above your shoulders yeah sometimes and and it's going to be tough going forward well i want to thank you for your time and your honesty and uh opening up uh, to my listeners it's not often that i have a lot hr people um current ones anyway um (laughs) on the uh on my show and you have been a delight to listen to and i wish you so much in your career um, I hope that uh, your boss really appreciates who you are and what you've delivered to your company. Thank you. I'm sure he does. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, you can just give him this podcast and say, hey. <laughs> Hello, if you're listening. <laughs> and, and your team, because, uh, you know, no one does it alone. I've got a very good team. Uh, One parting thought, of course, to everybody today. I think um, the best thing uh, to do today is just be authentic and genuine. Uh, uh, Speak from your heart. I think uh, that's what is important. Be approachable to your team members. uh, Collaborate with them and trust them. I think that, that that is something which goes a very long way. Uh, never compromise on integrity. See the big picture. Um, learn the business, entire business. Leaders today are, are no longer going to be restricted to one skill set. I mean, that is not uh, what is going to happen. They need to understand the bigger picture uh, and understand the entire business. They, they have to um, really be in business uh, <laughs> moving forward, develop expertise in cross-functional areas. and uh, that's, focus. A, that's an important one, that cross-functional yeah. Um, so, I mean, that is actually very important for leaders now yeah. to understand uh, the cross-functional areas, uh, to develop their skill set in weak areas, and uh, uh, that's how holistically understand the business. I mean, yes. then that you're going to be able to serve your employees as well as your customers. Exactly, exactly. And, and I think, um, you know, we get too siloed in that. But um, at any rate, I think our time is up. Yeah. I so appreciate your conversation. Guys, um, this is Denise Cooper, and you've just we've just ended another session of Closing Gap with Tithi Powell, and she's with Aspire, uh, a fast-growing tech company that uh, is global in nature. And for ten years, they have been deemed a great place to work. It is a marvelous time in our history to get a chance to talk to people who have done it prior to this time. And I know that you and your leadership and your team are going to lead Aspire as we get back to whatever the next is going to be. I'm not quite sure there's a new normal. Life has changed, as you've said. And we're just going to adjust and we're going to be flexible and we're going to figure it out. 
So uh, focus on your internal cover. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you, Denise, for having me. Thank you. You You know where to find me. I'll be back next week with another edition of Closing the Gap, where we're helping you figure out how to get from where you are now to where you want to be. And what are the steps in between that are going to get you on the right path to success and achieving the goals that are in your heart as well as in your mind? Again, this is Denise Cooper. Uh, If you like this, please feel free to share it. If you don't like it, share it anyway, because it'll start a conversation. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.